0: so hello everybody i'm louise eddington um the cosmic owl of cosmic owl astrology and with me today i have chelan am i saying it right i should have
1: got it you're the first person to say
0: it correctly louise Woo! practicing (laughs) chelan harkin who is a mystic poet and i've been following her for quite a while um after one of her one of my Friends shared one of her poems on um, Facebook, and it just really spoke to me. I've always kind of been a fan of Rumi and um, Hafiz and and the mystic poets, and uh, Mary Oliver. I love her too. And uh, but uh, um, there's just something about shalan's poems that really kind of speak to me. And as an astrologer, I quite often find that um, that she posts. A poem that's very in alignment with the energies at the time, which I've, I find um, interesting. So I figured I'd um, invite her onto um, my podcast to talk about that. And we'd look at her astrology a little bit as well. But uh, welcome, Shalane.
1: Thanks so much, Louise. I'm so happy to to be having this conversation with you.
0: Cool. And before we just, uh, uh, dive into your astrology, I'd love to just you know as brief as you can I'm sure it's a long journey (laughs) but um, your journey into becoming a full-time mystic poet it's not a normal journey that many people follow
1: (laughs) no sure isn't thanks for asking it's it's a it's fun to talk about and it's interesting you you just gave such beautiful um honoring words to my work and when I hear people say things like that, I still, I, um, I have a big smile. And part of that is because it's so flattering and wonderful to hear people's response. And another piece is that for so many years, I, I had a deep, um, uh, I placed lots of value on the the work that I was creating because it it just sort of pours through me. And it was kind of my one experience of life <laughs> of feeling like, uh my poetry was an area that that i i didn't scrutinize and i didn't have doubt or self criticism about but i was still really afraid to share it with others and i was had all a heap of of insecurities about how other people would receive it so it's still it's just so sweet and satisfying this whole journey of having you know, shared it with the world and it it being um the reception being so completely, um, uh, you know, opposite than I had feared it might be. Right. Yes. So, yeah. So it just, in short, uh, in, in 2020, um, I, I just, you know, I just had a baby and I was just kind of wanting to, I, I guess I was, I was in a place of feeling somewhat dissatisfied with, my life, and um, not not fully content, and um, and knew that creative expression was just a primary piece of my happiness. Mm-hmm. So finally, just kind of got up my gumption to publish um, this book, "Susceptible to Light," which I have. <laughs> uh, yay! And I I I'd had these poems for or about half of the poems in this book. I'd had for about. 12 years or something and had just been too shy to and I both too shy and I just hadn't really validated um that you know that it would be meaningful to share this with the world so I just kind of rallied and just decided to do it and needed to move through all kinds of inner obstacles and then um but every step of that process was met with just such beautiful reception um and incredibly because this is a self-published book um it's just done fantastically (laughs) and i I was so grateful that's really unusual in this day it's unusual i it's unusual and um and you said that a lot of my poetry feels aligned with the energy um that that you that you see in the in your astrology work, and I, it just kind of felt like there was a des- this like there was a desire of the universe that this was the time to get this book out, and it really just felt like it was riding this amazing wave. And um, that that's maybe a little bit longer of the story that I shared, but
0: Perfect.
1: you know, it's basically, and so it's just it's been working. So it's been such an incredible joy to be able to switch gears to doing what i most most love uh full time because
0: we're both trained hypnotherapists you actually worked as a hypnotherapist yes. right? and yeah. you too you're a trained I'm, hypnotherapist i am trained as a hypnotherapist oh, I, use, I use it a little bit with some of my astrology clients i oh, don't really kind of advertise myself as a yes but uh but yeah that helps connect you in with uh, a lot of the um energies (laughs) that come
1: majorly
0: doesn't it it's such a potent tool yeah it is yeah yep so um yeah so where's your other book too you've got that oh yeah yes number one second book yeah the beautiful cover i just love
1: the cover to purchase doesn't have this funky line on it this says (laughs) not for resale (laughs) But yeah, thank you. Yeah, the cover—I found an amazing cover designer. She's just knocked it out of the park.
0: And, and I can say for anybody listening, how how I love to use your books is mm. that I kind of treat them as guidance, a bit like using a pulling a tarot card or something. You hey. know, I'll kind of open the book at a page and and I get what I need to hear. And I think that's you know you can't read a poetry book from beginning to end. No no it's not really it's not meant that
1: way they're yeah each each one is like it's its own little meal for the soul exactly
0: yeah. yeah so if anybody you know wants to go and buy one or both of those books that's one way I would suggest using them as a real dip in I've got a couple of books that I use that uh in that way and uh yours are two of them
1: <laughs> good I'm so happy to hear that, Louise.
0: So we're going to have a quick look at um, at Shalane's astrology, and um, she's very generously allowed me to share her chart on the screen because she, like me, um, kind of thinks it's just like who cares kind of thing <laughs> Put <it> out there. <laughs> I don't have much issues with uh, with privacy either. I kind of feel like I'm protected by this energetic bubble, so mm-hmm. yep. like I'm not, not very fearful about people using these things. So, anyway, so Shalane was born on October the 21st, 1988, and in Hood River, Oregon. And um, you have Sun in Libra, as we know. Um, I don't know, I know Shalan has had a couple of astrology uh, readings before, um, and one um, pointed to her being a writer, which I can see. But also, you know, the specific kind of writer, I think, is in the chart um I use some asteroids and um and things that you might not have seen before I don't know what kind of astrologer that you have but um i'll I'm not going to go into major detail because I'm actually interested in looking what at what activated you kind of coming out as a poet as oh, well thank you I've been very curious about that <laughs> too so you have a stellium in Libra. You have Sun Vesta. Vesta is kind of the inner flame. She's devotion, and and your poet poems are very devotional. So, um, you know, the goddess Vesta was like um, about the Vestal virgins and keeping the heart, the fire burning in the city and all those kind of things. Mercury, the writer, of course, is um, in Libra as well. And so is black moon lilith and um and black and Lilith, in the bible was or in old editions or old biblical stories, was the first wife of Adam who uh was um thrown out of eden or or left in a rage, whichever version you read and and she was the one that was created equally from the dust in the myth, so I find that interesting because Shalan calls God's she in her poems. So, and Libra, of course, is a very, very creative sign. And all your Libra energy is in the ninth house, which is kind of the house of um, philosophy and higher truths and such like. And it's opposing um, the third house, which is communication. So you're definitely kind of aligned with... Um, with the energy of truth and knowledge and communication and and writing but more right. specifically creative writing you know there's you know there's different kinds of writing as we all know mm. and and venus rules your libra stellium and venus is in another mercury ruled sign virgo in your 8th house and virgo is connected to your south node which is kind of your It's kind of your past or your soul habit in this lifetime. And it's what you bring in knowing how to do almost instinctively. Mm -hmm. And in the eighth house, that's a place of deep connection with the psyche and the soul. So it's like you've almost come in instinctively with these words that uh, will come from a very deep place within you. Okay. And while staying with the nodes, that means that your North node or your um, your yearning or longing in this lifetime is in Pisces, and it's almost exactly conjunct your Moon. And the nodes, of course, are the Moon's nodes. Okay, and um, and and Pisces is the most mystical of signs it, it is the signs of <laughs> the sign of your kind of poetry so you are really kind of living what your soul longs to do and in the second house it's kind of about how your your self-worth your self-esteem how you earn your money uh, going forward uh, we often don't feel the pull of our north node Mm -hmm. until we're a little bit older so you're kind of in alignment but there's been some activations that have really kind of pulled you towards where what your soul yearns to move towards Mm -hmm. um i find it interesting as well though that you have a strong 12th house and that's also that very connected with spirit or the muse kind of energy as well you've got uh, your ruling planet um Saturn in there in Sagittarius, the sign of truth and and higher uh, knowledge and philosophy. And your poems are very kind of philosoph- philosophical in nature. Uranus is there that kind of shakes things up a bit. And I see your poems as kind of shaking things up a bit because, you know, many ways. But, uh, you know, a lot of the thing about, you know, referring to God as she... Um, as we're definitely seeing a collective rise in the divine feminine again so mm-hmm. and Neptune is in the 12th house so but you've got Capricorn rising so you've also got this l- wonderfully grounded nature about you but Capricorn rising when it's young is kind of a bit fearful about mm. what others think and um, we Capricorn rising kind of becomes, more of the expert and the wise elder as as they grow older. So, you know, you're clearly overcoming that kind of energy right now. Um, Neptune is opposite Chiron um, in Cancer in the seventh house. So you've got a healing energy to your poems. I mm. also, you know, you've got Jupiter in in um, in gemini oh my goodness in the fifth house of creative self-expression in a mercury ruled sign an air sign which is usually about writing communication and in and and that is just that kind of uh, suggests the volume of your poetry how it just kind of flows out i think i i heard you say on buddha at the gas pump that's they just kind of write themselves in like two minutes sometimes Yeah. yeah that's that jupiter i think and of course you know it's it's in a lovely um creative this is called a bi-quintile aspect to your sun so your mind just flows with kind of the words of spirit i would say really um in so many ways you've got pluto as your most elevated planet and Pluto in Scorpio. And and both of that's associated with the eighth house. I've actually got Scorpio here too. In fact, I think they're both at the same degree, our mid heavens. So there's a connection for you. No wonder I wanted to ask you on here. <laughs> and, and that kind of indicates that therapist kind of energy as well, or that deep connection with people's psyche and people's soul and being able to dive deep. Um, I have it through my astrology and we're both trained hypnotherapists and, and, and so, you know, so there's your natal chart in a nutshell, (laughs) any questions before I move on? Oh my gosh. Well, I just, it's,
1: it's really powerful, um, to hear you read this. And I, I almost started crying. It's just so, I don't know. It's so validating uh, or it's, it's so, um, sacred really that it, it it validates that there really is a purpose that we come in with and um that's just very that's very mystical that's very it gives me shivers that's so beautiful and I'm just so feeling such a deep gratitude to be to be seemingly aligning with with this and um and and
0: you know I believe we always have free will and we can ignore yes. these pools that are, yeah. but you've clearly followed the call of your soul. So wow,
1: oh my goodness, it's just I don't know. I feel really um
0: excited, cool. <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very confirming somehow. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm bringing in the transits now, and and I'm not going to you know, talk about every detail because there's so much but interestingly you're having a venus return pretty much as we as we talk so that that's really interesting but um you know what's really been going on over since um you felt the pull to really transform your life into stepping out there as, as a i yeah. i'm, I'm going to say was mainly pluto plus you know some other planets um Um, activated this, but Pluto has been widely squaring your sun um, since, well, all through 2020. It's going to continue to, and Pluto's traveling through your first house, which is who you are. This is like, this is who I am, and and Pluto is the planet of really death and transformation, but in a positive way at times. um, You know, there's a lot of fear around Pluto, but having had Pluto travel over every planet in my chart because of the way Pluto is because <laughs> is, um, of the way my chart is I can honestly say that Pluto transits uh, can be the most rewarding they can also be painful in the process it's often mm-hmm. a time where we face inner doubts where our shadow comes up the fears come up and, and it's whether we're going to deal with them or not But the sun, you know, is your core. This is kind of your ego, healthy ego in in this lifetime. And, you know, Mm -hmm. sun in Libra is creative. Mm -hmm. And Pluto is relentless and (laughs) inexorable. And when Pluto (laughs) is telling you it's time to change, it's time to change. So so you would have felt that and you're still feeling Mm -hmm. it. It's still a process. Um. You know, clearly by the time he um, exactly squares your son, it's probably going to be late in 2022. Mm. You, you've grown comfortable with this transformation and you'll be growing more and more comfortable with stepping out as, as who you are becoming. I'm not going to say who you truly are because you've always been who you are, but it's, yeah. it's who you're becoming now. Oh, Interesting. And uh, another um, big thing that's been happening and is continuing is this nodal axis with all the other with the moon. Um, incidentally, your moon's exactly squaring my moon. I knew we'd have uh, nice. I knew we'd have some connections. But um, this is in mutable signs. It's called Virgo, Pisces are mutable signs. Mm -hmm. Well, the transiting lunar nodes have been in in Sagittarius and Gemini, which are also mutable signs, since May last year. So they've been squaring your nodal axis. And that's always a big, big turning point. Mm -hmm. And so you've had two major kind of... Transformative um, turning point events happening, and they're still happening. Like the North Node is coming up to your Jupiter um, pretty soon. In fact, I could probably give you some idea of where that's that... coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very soon. Uh, okay, so it's going to hover about your North Node. Um, exactly in September. So, but it's really kind of there at the moment, and we talked about your Jupiter already. And this is in this creative self-expression um, area, and it's taking you to the eleventh house, which is groups, organizations. I always, I, I also find it's, it's about um, the bigger message in life. It feels mm-hmm. like you're your poetry is going to kind of like reach a lot of people. Oh, wonderful. Betty. And you know, interviews like this will help, of course, but I think it's the poetry itself. It's just yeah. calling to it, okay? You know, it's um but it's been squaring all this, so that's been pulling you toward what towards what your soul really wants to do in the lifetime. What? Yeah. So any more questions on that? Oh no I'm just drinking it in. I'm loving it. Yeah. Wow. So why don't we take a little break from that for a second and I'll just look at the chart myself while you read one of your poems said so people. Good. Okay I'll read the one that you requested Louise.
1: Okay. Cool. I, I, I need to give this po- poem homage almost every time I do an interview because this is the one that really went viral and connected me with all kinds of all kinds of things it 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 makes me tingle every time i'm so glad (laughs) i'm so glad okay so this is called the worst thing the worst thing we ever did was put god in the sky out of reach pulling the divinity from the leaf sifting out the holy from our bones insisting God isn't bursting dazzlement through everything we've made a hard commitment to see as ordinary, stripping the sacred from everywhere to put in a cloud man elsewhere, prying closeness from your heart. The worst thing we ever did was take the dance and the song out of prayer made it sit up straight and cross its legs, removed it of rejoicing, wiped clean its hips sway, its questions, its ecstatic yowl, its tears. The worst thing we ever did is pretend God isn't the easiest thing in this universe, available to every soul
0: in every breath. Oh. Now, okay. If anybody's not in, kind of feeling that, <laughs> I'm <have to> <laughs> And it aligns so much with because I've also done shamanic training and things. It aligns so much with my essence of what God is for me. You know, it's in. In the leaf it's in there <laughs> yes
1: oh gosh yeah that one really reached people that one really did I'm so grateful to that poem
0: <laughs> it's astounding to be honest Thank you so much oh I'm so glad oh so I might even have to share it when I share this on the podcast oh sure so one other thing that's been happening for you in your chart mm-hmm. is Neptune. And Neptune is still doing its work because Neptune is an expansive energy. Mm-hmm. Neptune's been traveling over your moon, your north node. This is the goddess Ceres as well. And she Ceres is um, very much associated with our connection with the life, with cycles of nature and um and how uh, I see she's also connected with grief and loss and mm. and also psychedelic experiences, which I think we can have with or without psychedelic things because I think we can have it through like shamanic drumming and, yeah. you know, all kinds of mystical experiences. Um, yeah. But basically yeah. direct experience of God. And, and mm. so Neptune's been traveling over all of this. And yeah. Neptune has got kind of moving away a little bit though at the moment um the planets retrograde as it goes every year and you'll be feeling it again but that's been working you over the last um couple of years as well to really pull out that mysticism and uh energy um for you (laughs) so So while we're talking about mysticism and things I couldn't um I found it very interesting you said you come from you were raised in the Baha'i faith do you mind yeah a little bit about that oh uh, I I studied religion in college so I'm so interested in different religious beliefs yes
1: so I'll just share because I'm guessing many listeners don't maybe haven't even heard about the bahai faith because it's it's a pretty young religion it, it began in the 18, late 1800s so basically in a nutshell the 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 premise of the bahai faith is that all religions share this, the same source and they they all come from a divine source and the intention is help to help humanity really evolve in 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 love and in uh to to um so Bahá'u'lláh, who is the founder of the Bahá'í Faith, says that this is the day in which we're we're meant to go through the profound consciousness change to be able to function as a global society and to really realize our inherent oneness and interconnectedness and to to live live that way. So that's kind of the core. <laughs>
0: how that's coming out in your poetry that's
1: yeah so I'm so grateful for my I'm so grateful to be have been raised in the Baha'i faith because it really just did a lot to sort of set my worldview and there's just a lot about really needing to do the inner work to you know the continual inner work to eliminate all forms of prejudice and and then just to have a, con- you know, to have been raised with um, just the, the concept of prayer even and of God and of spirituality, I'm really great, grateful for. Though it also, I, I had a really big, I, like, I'm weird complex growing up in the bi-faith <laughs> in this small town that was either, you know, all Christian or, you um, You know, a lot of my friends growing up didn't have any spirituality in their home. And so I kind of did this lockdown thing with my relationship Mm -hmm. with my spirituality where I just really privatized it because I didn't have the capacity um, or the maturity to be able to really be open about it. Mm -hmm. So honestly, that really has stayed with me to a large degree until the publication of this book. (laughs) It wasn't because it felt like this piece of my inmost essence and soul coming forth, which pulled everything else out with it. And so um, really, it's for the first time in this last year, I've been just talking publicly about the Baha'i faith. And and what's helped me be able to do that also is to be able to talk about, you know, the things I genuinely just deeply love so much about it and, the, the you know, my complicated challenges there too and just to bring it all forward and it's been so liberating to to be able to do that
0: I find it quite funny that your moon is square to my moon and we had all the exactly opposite experience I was brought up with no spirituality I was interesting I was brought up in very you know establishment church yes First Methodist, then we moved to Ireland, and it was Church of Ireland, which is very high Protestant, you know. Yes. And, and um, I found all that kind of uh, spiritual, mystical kind of experience myself, and wow. that made me feel weird in. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I grew
1: up in. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like it's so- gets it. <laughs> oh, it's so rich to hear people's the the story, the specific stories of people's spiritual journey yeah it is isn't it it's, it's uh, such yeah. a good conversation and that's one thing i've just really enjoyed in these interviews is yeah, yeah is talking about that and hearing sh- hearing and sharing uh those parts which so rarely are talked about in normal day-to-day
0: well they, are, they are more in my world but
1: <laughs> yeah and, and that's true anymore they are in my <laughs> anymore they're they're becoming more normal
0: in my world too I clearly <laughs> but, I, I live in salt lake city utah now because of my husband's work but... oh yeah okay I've I've kind of left you know where I grew up because yes I just feel weird there still so it doesn't mean I dislike the people or anything yes you know it just I don't feel I fit and
1: (laughs) I I kind of feel I don't I feel that most most everyone there's a journey of even if you grow up with a wonderful spirituality or whatever still there's such a a deep soul journey of Needing to make it your own, yeah, and and find our own, you know, inner truth, maybe within the umbrella of the truth that we've been given, or or cast out parts of that, or all of it, or it's it's a really, um, it's a very intimate, personal journey, I think, to really, just, I guess, it has to do with just claiming our our
0: inner authentic. And sometimes, church. if they're kind of very polarized, almost, yes. it's sometimes. Um, easier to find it if you're not in that environment (laughs) yes agreed yep that's my um I and in fact I lived in the U.S. as a nanny when I was younger Canada and and I started to find it then but then I moved back and and it felt I found it shrunk you know yes our environment (laughs) makes a big
1: difference the the parts of us that are nurtured by those around us can, exactly.
0: can really we want the right flames to be fanned exactly. by our environment. Exactly. Yeah. So would you say you still practice the Bahai faith? I mean, I personally don't think we need any really organized religion.
1: Yeah. I I deeply love uh the Bahai faith and uh it's such a big part of of who I am that I it feel it would feel somewhat Arrogant in a way to not give it a lot of credit for a lot of the the beauty in my life. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a complicated question. I still feel very connected to it, and I also the community. This there's this beautiful international Bahá'í community, mm-hmm. and and also the community in this area. I live in my in my hometown right now, right. and um, it's a and I so I've kind of had a I guess you'd say hero's journey of. Of coming back to this community, but with now just with my my more my full honest self, so I bring that into Bahai settings. But I, I, yeah, it's still in process, I suppose is the
0: is the answer there. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it's kind of interesting. Anyway, thank you for sharing about the Bahai
1: because asking it's good to just continue to work it so for my you know my understanding of where I'm at with it to become clearer and clearer. Right.
0: So yeah. what are your kind of plans now? Just more poetry or more no. are you gonna do kind of when when we're kind of out of this pandemic era? Oh sorry. do you do will you go speaking your poetry or
1: thanks for asking. Yeah. So um I have a few clear plans. Um, although this whole journey, it's just been this winding road and I, have really been, my experiment has been to, um, yeah, just follow the, the, my, my intuitive nudges uh-huh. and, um, just this kind of deeper at current, uh, uh, that has been guiding this whole process. And so far that's been going quite well. <laughs> so I would say there are a lot of unknowns, um, but I, I'm starting to work on a book, or I'll really start in September when we have more of a rhythm. I have two kids, so when they get, you know, in school and things, um, I'm going to start working on a book of, of prose, uh, sort of mem- memoir, maybe you could call it soul guide, and each chapter will start with poetry, uh, a poem. And it's going to be called Becoming the Full Moon, The Many Phases of Love, Creative Expression, and Wholeness.
0: (laughs) Well, if you'd like somebody to do a peer review. (laughs)
1: Yes, please, you're the
0: one. You're the one. And I'm so excited
1: about this. So it's going to be just a series of, uh, there's going to be memoir throughout that kind of illustrates each chapter. And then each chapter is just going to be a rich, juicy kind of, uh theme and yeah. i'm really excited because i just love the craft of writing so much so it'll be satisfying for me to dive in with the poetry it's these bursts these you know they come through so quickly so i'm really looking forward to kind of just more more
0: writing and yeah. With prose yeah that makes sense now I told you that you inspired me to write a poetry.
1: Oh, fantastic!
0: Yay. <laughs> and I opened it and I can't refine really it. So oh. i just, just found it. Oh, good! It, it was very short, and I'm actually going to read my poem. Yes. <laughs> Great! That is the highest praise when my poem inspires other poems. So Maybe. I called it "Enchantment: The New Frontier." Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, here we go. <laughs> and yeah and in a flash she awakened to love the new frontier of enchantment seeing the magic in her heart turning away from the clamor of the world she began to listen to the goddess within you are stardust the goddess said it's time to love that dust it's time to be enchanted with you now that's just the start because i know i've been feeling this major pull myself to creative expression. I've been sketching, I've been writing more and things. But uh that's big bravery for you there, reading your poem out. Isn't
1: your- <laughs> it? Did. It really is. It's like it's the, the flavor of the soul.
0: <laughs> Good for you for doing that. That's excellent. But because we have all those connections between our charts I'm obviously getting some of the same (laughs) transits you are too so I'm being pulled on for the ride (laughs) so do you want to tell people where they can buy your books or do you have any more questions about your astrology I'd be happy to
1: oh my goodness well most mostly everything you said was so perfectly right on so Mm -hmm. I'm really just I'm just amazed is my only response. I, I, I almost don't have anything to say. It was just so
0: completely spot on. Awesome.
1: And how amazing, that's just, it's how amazing is that?
0: Yeah, um, I'm kind of a, I will call myself more of an intuitive kind of, astrologer. Yeah. obviously, I've studied it for many, many years, but the chart, the planets kind of jump out at me, you know, I'm, I'm very oh. looking out the... The crucial bits, because you can get so bogged down in everything. I, bet. You know? <laughs> I bet. Yeah, it's really an art to read the the chart.
1: Yeah. How, it, yes. Um, well, I was excited to hear that my poetry it, it shows in my chart that it might, you know, be reaching a wider audience, because I, I just so I so long for that. And it, it's a very pure desire. It, it feels like just within the poems themselves, they just really... Long to share themselves with hearts who, mm-hmm. who they can act upon, you know, and and activate, and um, that there's just that desire within the energy of the poetry. So,
0: so you can find Shillanne on on Facebook. You have yeah. a Facebook public page, Shillanne Harkin po- Poetry, right? But also, yes. also your your private page is public. <laughs> yeah, my private page is very public. I actually I recommend
1: referencing that one. I'm not that. I'm very. I'm a. I'm great to follow in terms of my um, my rhythm with posting is quite frequent um, on my personal page, yeah. Shalann Harkin. <laughs> but then I often forget to post that to my poetry page, and so you can find me on on Shalane Harkin Poetry. You can buy my books from Amazon or from. Um, I have this local distributor it's the sweetest bookstore it's called wacoma bookstore w-a-u-c-o-m-a um it's a mom owned independent bookstore my local bookstore and they they ship internationally and i go in and sign all the books Mm -hmm. and i say i i just i touch all of them with love and i um just say a prayer uh, that they'll carry inspiration and and love um to the readers, so that's kind of a sweet extra touch if you buy them from there. I was
0: impatient.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yes yeah, it's, it's a okay in my mind to buy them from Amazon, and um, however, however you get them is fine with me. <laughs>
0: but. You know, i'll buy signed copies and uh, do a giveaway or something from, uh, oh that'd be signed so cool. books or something <laughs> but, uh, oh my goodness i think they need to be out in the world and maybe that means you should read one more before we go i
1: would love to do you have any requests louis uh, no i think <laughs> you've choose this one okay let's see i before our interview i i did a quick look through of my book and i just dog-eared a whole bunch of poems and then i thought i would just um random kind of randomly open to one of my dog-eared cool pages just... <clears throat> um okay i'll do this one cool. why not <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> it's called this is from uh, Let Us dance it's called to applaud your radiance Really, the whole point of healing is that it takes less and less work to be astonished. You stop demanding that the world knocks you sideways and just let the sweetness of simple things climb into your heart. The purpose of healing is that it takes less and less work to feel a deep belonging. The inclusive congregation of stars whose only doctrine is shine so wants your heart as a member, and the community of hillside daisies considers you an integral part. Really, the whole point of healing is to make an easier time of love, that it stop being singled out as a limited resource, that you may find your soulmate winking out at you through every bit of life, and that you remember each night the moon sets her light in the sky, to encourage and applaud your radiance
0: <laughs> thank, you, well, thank you so much for oh, on. You know, what an incredible pleasure yeah, and i look forward to you know getting to know you better over facebook likewise and louise do you do individual astrology i sessions? do i do individual conversations and um and they go way deep. (laughs) I also have a membership community called the Venus Enchantment community because I do a lot of work with the planet Venus because she's right at the top of my chart and her cycle is one of the most um, important cycles in my opinion and of course she represents love, creativity, balance, harmony, all those things. Wow. So we all really have a s- sole purpose when we come into this life. We do. Yeah. And it can manifest in some different ways, you know, yes. you know, you could have become a priestess or something too. <laughs> writings in there too. So. <laughs> Great. I'll, I'll, I'm satisfied with that one. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. Well, thank you so much. I would love to, to connect more. This was so fascinating. And I'll yes. the upload when i've uploaded it so wonderful oh well thanks for getting my day
0: started off so wonderfully You're very welcome yeah. <laughs> and thanks for your patience with the storm last week oh no
1: problem i think it is better timing i
0: did this week
1: yep yep okay thanks so much louise bye, bye. <laughs>